Your mom is not safe living on her own. The time has come for moving into senior living, and she's not happy about it. She keeps talking about how she's losing her independence, but you see it as gaining the freedom to do more since she doesn't have to worry about keeping up with the house. So what is she talking about? I'm your host, Valerie Lynn, and this week, we're feeling the loss. Welcome to Desperately Seeking Senior Living, a podcast for sons, daughters, grandkids, and spouses who suddenly find themselves tangled in the search for senior living and care. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and check out our doable download in today's show notes for a printable summary of the show and a bonus tip from our guest. You're listening to our doable tips, short answers to your questions. Don't see your question listed? Send us a note. Then don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an answer. Hi, and welcome to the show. This subject comes up a lot. And in fact, most recently with an amazing family I worked with. All they cared about was finding the best place for their mom. And even though their mom knew that they had her best interest at heart, she was not happy. She had always been a very independent woman. She knew the reality of her situation, but that didn't make it less difficult for her. She felt like she was losing something, not gaining potential friends, not gaining great food, not gaining new fun experiences, but losing. So this week, we're going to look at what this loss might look like for your loved one and some ways you can help. If you're one of our usual listeners, then you probably live in your own place. You decide what's for dinner. You decide who gets to come into your home. You decide if you want to go to the movies, go for a drive, go grocery shopping, go out to eat. Well, you get the picture. When seniors move into a community, they may feel loss of decision-making in many areas. And loss of decision-making equals loss of independence. Some examples of this include living arrangements, daily routines and social interactions, healthcare decisions and care, and finances. The client I mentioned understood that these things were no longer within her control. While she very much enjoyed going to restaurants, she understood that most of her meals were not going to be at her favorite restaurants or even cooked on her own stove. They were going to be provided in a big dining room. She understood that there were days when the bus would take her to the grocery store, days when that bus would take her on a ride or to an event or to the doctor. But she also understood that she most likely wouldn't have much input as to where those trips would be or when they would happen. She understands that her money is now committed in a way it hasn't been before, and a lot more of it. Her budget and the way she thinks about personal shopping has to change. She also understands that when she needs assistance, she won't have much say in who that person is that comes to provide the assistance, and most likely not even when. As her needs increase, her decision-making will continue to decrease. Sounds terrible, right? (laughs) So what can you do to help make this transition a little easier? Because most of the time, it really is a necessary transition. 
So let's look at each example. With living arrangements, try to give your mom or dad a choice of apartments, a say in how the apartment is arranged and which of their belongings they want to bring. This can go a long way. Even if you're making the decision about which community, they'll still get some say about their living arrangements. So what about daily routines and social interactions? Well, these are difficult because these are usually on a set schedule by the community in order to meet the needs of all the residents. This includes mealtimes, activities, and care schedules. So try to find a community that has a more resident-focused program. Communities like this will offer open meetings where the residents can come in and talk about what's working and what's not working. They can even suggest menu items and specific activities. These communities often look to their residents to bring individual talents and hobbies to the community because they understand that it enriches the experience for everyone. I worked with a community that actually set aside an area in their activity room for a resident to set up her sewing. And this led to a sewing club that did not exist before. While healthcare decisions and care should always be in the best interest of the resident, when another person is now managing your medications or telling you when your shower will be, it can definitely feel like a loss of independence. So if there are certain aspects of care that your loved one prefers, such as showering in the afternoon as opposed to the morning, communicate this with the staff. Most should try to accommodate. And when it comes to finances, I mean, can you imagine someone else managing your money? (laughs) I can, and it does not sound like fun. But this is one of those tasks that seniors usually have to delegate. My recent client, specifically talked about how she had to watch her spending now because of this increased cost of community living. Even if handing over control of finances is agreed upon, it can still be difficult. As you and I go through our day, it is estimated that we make 35,000 decisions every day. And as our responsibilities increase, new job, more kids, caring for an aging parent, our decision-making increases too. If your aging parent no longer works, has raised their children, and now they are no longer running a household or maybe even driving, and if decision-making equals independence, it's no wonder that many seniors feel such a loss when moving into a community. I know my client will settle into her new home, her new community. She already likes her neighbor across the street. And yes, of course it's across the hall, but those were her exact words, across the street. She'll settle in, and she's in a great place. 99.9% of the seniors we work with, if the community was a good fit, adjust. It may take weeks. It might take months. I'll never forget at my second job in senior living, meeting this amazing woman. She always sat in the lobby and talked to everyone. I remember her sharing the story about her daughters moving her in to the community and how she was mad at them for eight years. But then she laughed. She said she wished they would have encouraged her to move sooner. 
Hopefully your mom or dad is excited about the move, or at least they don't see so much loss in it. But if they do, hopefully this episode makes it a little more doable. Today's episode is brought to you by ClearPath Senior Living Solutions. ClearPath helps families find assisted living, memory care, and other resources. Find our contact information in today's show notes. Check out this episode's doable download in show notes for details, including industry terms and definitions we discussed, as well as a bonus tip from our guest. Have questions or your own tips to share? Leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And until next time, make it doable. Thank you.